How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com. Hello and welcome back to the GC Sunscast. It's been a, a few weeks between drinks, but Tom and I are back. Welcome to the show, Tom. Hey, g'day. How are you, mate? Yeah, good. And I forgot to introduce myself. I am Shane, the host of the GC Sunscast. And it's good to be back, uh, taking a bit of R&R. And what about you, Tom? Yeah, I mean, it's it's funny that the distance between the, the trade period and the draft is always a, a bit of a drag when it gets to this stage. So there's not really a whole lot going on. Of course, our Jack Martin is uh, is all in the news yesterday and today. But um, I think the Suns probably had the most updates in the last couple of weeks since our last show. So we've got plenty to talk about. Yeah, we have. So... Before we get into the to the meat and potatoes of the Suns, um, we start off the episode by thanking our Patreon donors in what is now known as the Old Soul Tribute. Um, if you are new to the show or you missed our last episode, one of our our uh, founding podcast po- uh, sponsors, Old Soul, passed away recently, and to honour his memory and the amount of uh, donations he's given us to basically keep keep the show, uh, pick it up off the floor, and uh, give us a chance at this. Um, yeah, it's it's really good. Um, so our Patreon sponsors are Paul Vosti, Tom Kim, Chris Moore, James Wood, Dale Snelling, Brooke Burgess, Kate Kelland, and Tim. Thanks, guys, for the donations, especially over the off-season. It means so much more when we've still got this money coming in uh, in the quiet periods. And we're really going to put it to good use. Uh, While we spent most of this first year building up our our technical uh, stock with uh, mixers and microphones and cables, those cables are extremely expensive. You'd be surprised. Um, this year, we're going to focus on giving it back to the club, and we've invested that money or most of that money into um, a membership at the club. Uh, it will allow at least Tom or I to attend pretty much every game, and at the same time, we'll be looking at doing a lot of uh, um, meet and greets with our fans at the Gold Coast Suns games up in Brisbane and at Metricon Stadium. Um, potentially in other parts of the country as well they're probably a bit more of a a far out reach for us because those are some of our top tier Patreon goals to be able to afford the flights and accommodation down to say Melbourne to see a Suns game but never say never and with the great support we have from our Patreon donors uh, 
it's always a possibility. If you'd like us to, to do something like that, jump on over to patreon.com forward slash GC Sunscast and uh, donate a bit. You know, every little bit helps from $1 to $5, which is the average for most of our sponsors. Um, is there anything else you'd like to add to that, Tom? No, I think you've, I think you've uh, summed it up quite well. No donation is, is too little. I mean, imagine if... Uh, you know, we, we've had a few hundred people, uh, different different people, follow us uh, over, over the last year and a bit. And um, you know, if everyone chipped in a couple of bucks each, that it actually add up to a quite a lot, and uh, and it just enable us to do a quite a lot more. I mean, um, you know, like the rest of you, we're all paying Foxtel. Or I noticed Shane, you, you were saying you, you were, it's one of those things that you 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 know you, you can't really justify over the summer, and I can't either. But when footy season comes around, you kind of have to chip in for Foxtel. And, um, you know, there's various other uh, things along the way that we've luckily been able to pay for through the generosity of our, our supporters. So, um, yeah, don't think that we don't value you if you're only uh, chipping in for a little bit. We'll still call out your name. Yeah, exactly. And if you can't afford it, don't worry. Your likes and the word of mouth of uh, the spreading the GC Sunscast goodness is just as good, gets our spread out there, and hopefully attracts more people to the show. Um, so, yeah, that, that's good. Uh, we really appreciate the support. Um, let's jump into it. This is a really sort of off-kilter episode. We're not sort of just <laughs> on the run here, haven't planned too much, still in holiday mode. Uh, let's start <laughs> off with... Well, let's start off with the fixture. The fixtures just come out, I think, about a week or two weeks ago after our last episode. Now, yep. we've got 10 games at Metricon Stadium. Uh, one which, game... Which I, think, which I think is good, although there are people who, who would, would obviously say, well, we're paying membership for 11 games. Yeah. Uh, having been a fan who spent most of my time living away from the Gold Coast... Um, you know, I was buying memberships for three away games and only getting to see the Suns for, for two kind of thing. So, you know, it's the AFL who sets the schedule and the AFL who sets the prices for memberships. So, you know, I don't think the club can really do better than the 10. And I think the fix is pretty good. But anyway, um, what, what are your favourite parts about it? Well, I do love the Q Clash games. Um, always keen to get along to those. Depending on how well the suns are going, I'm not always keen to go up to Brisbane. It's a bit of a lonely ride back on the train if we don't do too well. But at the same time, I had so much fun there last year. That just sort of coincided with meeting a bunch of the uh, players' families and going out for drinks afterwards. Um, I can totally see myself going back there again, even if it is uh, just to catch up with you, Tom, living up in that part of the world. Yeah, well, I did move house recently, but I, I literally could. It, it's less than a less than a, a footy oval away. I li- could literally kick the ball over the next house, and then uh, that person could kick it and almost almost hit my old place. But anyway, uh, um, yeah, the, the Gabba is no longer uh, in line of sight, <laughs> so uh, I've moved a little bit southward. So I'm a bit close to the old Suns. Still about 78 kilometres away. Um, but, yeah, look, I, I think speaking of away, um, 
I think it's exciting for, for the future for the Suns to start playing games in Darwin. That, that 11th home game being against St Kilda in Darwin in round 13. Um, we're going to start building up a, you know, a, a fan base. I, I was chatting to um, Nova Paris, the gold medalist, the Indigenous uh, former senator. Um, her son is in the St Kilda Academy. I was saying things don't work out with the Saints and send her boy over to the Suns because we've got the Darwin connection and she thought that was pretty funny. Um, but, you know, th- those are the kinds of talents that, that are going to be coming our way and I'm really looking forward to hearing from our first Darwin Gold Coast Sun- or GC Suns cast uh, listener um, and hopefully the word spreads. Yeah, it's uh, a new a new dawn, a, uh, a new... Uh, I'm losing words. It, it's no, a, like new it. endeavor. a new, a new endeavor. New endeavor. You're a yeah. poet, Shane. <laughs> a new endeavor for the sun setting out into that that part of Australia. Um, looking at the fixture here, we've got a lot of day games at Metricon, don't we? What are your thoughts on that? I personally hate the day games. It's so yeah. bloody hot, and yeah, uh, and especially if you're on that other side. Yeah, of if you're on the the, I think it's the western side or the Ross Street side. It's um. The, yeah, you get that yeah, sun in this. your eyes, yeah. Yeah, yeah and it kind of ruins games. Um, so depending on the timing, um, that, that's everything. Mind you, um, I think we asked for a lot of twilight games as, and, and they've got a few night games as well. So I think the balance is there. We talk about this each each season. They're, they want to hide us. So if they can hide us at 2 o'clock... You know, it's we're going to be on TV, but there's going to be a couple of other games starting that other people around the country obviously want to watch because they don't want to watch the Suns. But as we become more watchable, I'd be surprised to see a few of those time slots shift around a little bit, and especially in the future. So, oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, it's been I, ten I years in the competition, and we still haven't had a Friday night game. So, yeah, or or a Thursday night game. And no. there's a lot of them this year too. But having said that. Um, there's no five-day breaks. There's very, very few six-day breaks. We're mainly getting seven, eight, or obviously the bye week. So, uh, and the bye weeks after the Darwin trip. Um, the only time we have consecutive away games is when we play the, the uh, one of them is against the, the Lions in Brisbane. So, it's it's probably one of the easiest draws in the cop. Hmm. Well, according to Fox Sports, it's the third hardest. Why do you think that is? Do you think they're taking into effect? Really? Well, yeah. Uh, I think it was the champion data was saying the Gold Coast Suns mm. have the third hardest draw in the competition. Now, I wonder if that's just because the Suns don't get to play them, play themselves. Like, is that that's right, surely so, got to be so, a factor? So, so, I mean, that's always been the biggest factor is that if we could play ourselves, we'd have a couple of wins on the board more than we do at the end. Um, uh, but, all right, let me break it down. There's 10 grand games at Metricon, and uh, one of the home games we've got is at Darwin versus Kilda, who we lost by less than a goal the last three times we've played them. So we're pretty evenly matched against those guys, and we're due for a win. We played Port, Sydney, Brisbane, Fremantle, and Melbourne twice which means we've got them at home and obviously away. And I'd have said that, I mean, I know the Lions finished finish high on the ladder. And I know that Port and the Swans and the Demons have played finals recently, or, you know, they're, they're, not, they're not bad. 
and the Dockers we beat this year. So, you know, the Swans we beat last year. Uh, the Demons we lost to in the last two seconds of the game this year. They're winnable games. If we came out five and five from those, so yeah, I don't, I don't understand it. The away games are understandable. It's Geelong in Geelong, West Coast. I think it's West Coast in Perth. No, it's, it's GWS in no, it's, Geelong. It's Fremantle. It's Fremantle in Perth. It's GWS at Canberra. Yeah, which will be hard. Bloody snowed. <laughs> One of their games. It's Bulldogs uh, the down at Mars. Ballarat, but, yeah. but, but I saw the Ballarat game. It was, it was close. The Gabba. The Gabba. At, uh, Port in Adelaide. Uh, who do we play in Hobart? That's, that's the Kangaroos. Uh, the Swans in Sydney. And we've got three Melbourne games. So I think from Fox Sports' point of view, we travel a lot. But we do. With the Gold Coast Suns, we travel a lot. We travel... 12 times. Um, we used to go to China. Um, I don't really see those games as being that hard. We've got the Crows, Eagles, Hawks, Blues and Tigers at Metricon. Now, they could be 100-point losses again. Or the new, new Suns, they could be winnable games given our home advantage. So I've seen a different... You've seen, the, you've seen one side that says we've got a really hard draw... I've seen another one says we've got one of the three easiest draws, and that was AFL.com.au. So. Accepted. Yeah. Um, all right. Well, let's talk about the. Like, I agree with you yeah. there that the we we travel a lot, and that's expected for an interstate side. Uh, I guess following Adelaide before the Suns, I was sort of used to travelling every second week anyway. Uh, mm. I just see that as a natural part of footy. But, I don't know, you look at that that fixture, the first 10 weeks, you know, we're playing Port at home. Port are a contender. Let's say they're mm. a contender for the top eight. You've got Geelong. They're probably a certainty for the top eight. Sydney, mm. despite having a poor year this year, they're certainly a contender for the top eight again. Frio, I don't rate as a contender, but that's debatable with some others you could come across. Melbourne, I think, are certainly a contender. They, I think, they just had a poor year, but who knows? Um, well, they had a they had a hard draw. Yeah, and now they got an easy draw. Cause they and that, that's partly twice. why I think Brisbane's going to have a bad year next year because I, right. I think that's and a huge factor. The draw that people forget. Um, the Giants. It was the, it was the Hawks that the year before the Demons, mm. when when the Hawks, you know, it, it, it's it, it, they're, they're, you know they fell out of the eight. There are teams that go up and teams that go down, and you look at their draw and it's generally easy. The Crows had a bit of a hard draw this year; they usually have a bit of an easier one. I, I think we I, I think uh, as far as as far as fixturing is concerned. We're no longer like when we had our seven game, seven Metricon game season, and the season was over before we played a single, kicked a single ball in anger on the Gold Coast. This is a hundred times better. All right, so let me just finish. We've got our first eleven games. We play Port, Geelong, Sydney, Fremantle, Melbourne, GWS, Adelaide, Western Bulldogs, West Coast Eagles, Brisbane, and Essendon. Now. Uh, I'd say all bar Fremantle, Adelaide, and in my opinion, Brisbane, all of those sides are contenders. Now, Brisbane's yeah, debatable, it's, it's especially easy, easy when you're just. Dis- November. 
yeah, Brisbane's debatable, especially when you speak to obviously Brisbane fans or it seems like all of Victoria has fallen in love with Brisbane again. So apparently Brisbane can do no wrong. Um, well, they didn't get an injury until the finals and then Mitch Robbo goes out and they, they lose, lose they go out in straight sets. I mean, you know, they, they're vulnerable. They're very um, vulnerable. And Adelaide, you, you can't tell when a club gets a new coach. They could have a good year. Now, Adelaide still have the quality of players there to have a good year. It just depends whether the new coach and the overhaul they've had is enough to refresh them and kick-start them as quickly as possible. And Fremantle, you again, they're a good side. Um, they just haven't been able to put it together. And Ross Lyon was playing a very defensive style of, of uh, football. You know, they probably yeah, should yeah, have totally won agree. that Both game. those teams have lost very, very good players. So that's that's what the question mark is. So They haven't really replaced those very, very good players, but they've got good draft picks. And if they bring in ready-to-go players and injured players come back and all that kind of thing, you know, you could see a big turnaround for them. So you wouldn't rule them out. I, I, think, it's, I, I, I think it's when the Suns... Being a Sun supporter, we've got to look at the games that we think are winnable. Every year, you look at games against St Kilda and Carlton as winnable games for us, potentially North Melbourne as well, but we only play those three teams in the back half of the year. Um, On the other hand, we always have a fantastic start to the season every year since, uh, what, round 14, I think. We've we've been winning most of our first few games. Uh, Playing the... the tougher sides at the start of the year might be good for us. It might allow us to have more of a, an even year so we don't have 18 consecutive losses. Um, but who there knows? There was one year where we had, a, we had a poor start to the year, but then we, we did have a purple patch. So every year, you're right, we, we usually start well, or there's a patch in the middle where we sort of show our potential. But our final... <laughs> You know, I mean, we're on a losing streak now that we've got to get out of very quickly, yeah. very, very quickly. So you're right in, in that first few games. Well, does we, preseason we games start count like as a win? Because I'm confident we'll get at least a win in the preseason. <laughs> and I think uh, history has shown that if we do go well in the preseason, the the confidence goes into the round one, and, uh, and we generally, I mean, our best twenty two is competitive. It's it's not top four competitive, but Jesus, there's 14 teams who aren't top four competitive when it comes to the last couple of weeks of the finals. So, you know, it's, it's, uh, you know, we beat, we beat a couple of teams last year or this season who, who went on to, went on to do some very good things and beat some very good teams. We came very, very close to beating teams. I'd argue if, if, if the six, six, six wasn't, in in uh, in place, we might have been more like a six win team, um, and and so we've just got to adjust to a few things like that. But we've just had the worst injury record in the last four seasons, mm. and um, it almost goes back to Gaz doing his shoulder. But that that forty odd players have left the club or be come and gone since then. So it's a new new dawn, as you say, a new endeavour. We've got well, a Darwin trip in week four in thirteen, but what's what's the game you really look forward to the most, Shane? Okay, um, look, oh, I'm going to start off with round one against Port Adelaide. 
uh, being a former yeah. Crows supporter. I yeah. hate Port Adelaide with a passion. Yeah. Who um, likes them? So Even Port fans don't like them. I love much. having a crack at them. I think Port, uh, one of those sides that could be very vulnerable, especially at the mm. start of the season. Mm. And uh, it will be great to have round one football back at Metricon Stadium. Absolutely. I couldn't agree more. I, I'm really looking forward to that game as well. Don't forget they were our, our first ever uh, team that we beat. Um, also, it turned out to be the night that my daughter was conceived in, in celebration. <laughs> she was born uh, one day short of nine months later. So uh, it was a five-day long weekend, if you will remember, uh, an Easter uh, an Easter Anzac Day long weekend. Um, and we haven't beaten them since. I would just love to see the look on Kane Corns' face when, when the Suns beat Port in round one. It's 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 lock it in. Lock it in. It's gonna happen. Alright, well what about your one of your favourite games looking ahead? Yeah, well I'm actually gonna gonna say um the Darwin game in St Kilda. Uh, against St Kilda I should say. Um I, I think it's a big a progressive step. Um I hope we do get back to Cairns and, and uh and potentially Townsville and Mackay, they might be more like pre-season venues for us. Um, I do hope we get back to Cairns for the sake of our, our support base there uh, and all the rest of it. But um, no, I think Darwin, uh, it's, it's, it, we're going to not necessarily multiply our fans, but we're certainly going to increase our, our fan base. We're going to get young players, male and female, from that area excited about coming to the Suns. And, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, we could be looking at getting, you know, the next Daryl White. Uh, speaking of whom, we, we just signed up as one of our women's assistant coaches this week. So um, we could be looking at getting some really serious, legendary players through. Uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about that game for what it represents more than anything. And I want to beat St Kilda because, geez, three... three uh, well, the, I think a combined eight points or something like that over the last three games we played against them. Hmm. We should have had three wins. Yeah, well, we've gone from playing St Kilda up in... I always get this one wrong. Is it Townsville? Yeah, we played them in Townsville. Yeah. So we'll be playing them now in uh, Darwin, I believe. Or is it... Yeah. Is it uh, Alice Springs, T.O., or is that Darwin? Uh, they're both TO. Uh, it, it remains to be seen that the stadium sponsors change all the time. No, oh, okay. It, it may end up being Metricon Darwin. <laughs> there you go. There's an idea. Metricon. It goes um, up to Darwin and, and name their stadium. I don't know that it's that expensive to I think, buy the rights. <laughs> I think the other games you can't go past uh, looking at the fixture is round 10, an away game up against Brisbane at the Gabba. Have you been to Express lately? People can't get enough of their clothes. They're like insta-confidence boosters. The jeans come in a temp-control fabric that keeps you comfortable no matter the weather. And the t-shirts, hands down, they'll feel like they're made of the softest fabric you've ever worn. And get this, the suits have stretch and look sharp. Like, what? How do they do that? Everyone's raving about the newest looks from Express. Just check out the five-star reviews. See for yourself and shop the latest at Express.com and in stores. Should be the first time the Suns meet Kalamachi going mm. up the highway to the arch enemy, the Lions. Now, you know it, it is going to be very interesting. I think Kalamachi leaving the club is one of the most contentious uh, 
players leaving that we've ever had. I think it's more detrimental to the football club than losing, say, Tom Lynch because okay. of... I know Tom Lynch is a better player, but losing Kalamachi, who was highly rated as a youngster, still has potential, and only losing him to go up the road to Brisbane, I think that hurts a lot more. So you've had a couple of weeks to think about it. And when I asked you last time, you were like, yeah, but I think it I think it hurts you. And I think a lot of Suns fans will feel the same way. Um, I'm going, I've gone the other way. I was dirty. I was dirty. I was thinking, gee, you know, like he's a player who played less than half the games that he was that that that, that he that he could have played. Um, he was looked after in, in injury wise. He wasn't pushed back into you know knee or whatever. Had some personal issues and was given the time off and all that kind of thing. I just I, I really really hope that he does well but I just can't see it as anything more than a betrayal because of all of the clubs that he could have gone to he's gone to the enemy yeah and that's and it. I mean as, as a person all good I've, I've got no issues with him as a person however once he crosses the line against the Gold Coast Suns wearing that horrid uh, maroon jumper with a big fat line picture on the front of it uh, he's enemy number one. That's all. Yeah, and that's all. That's all yeah. football is. They're all people. They're all. You, I respect every one of them, but as soon as they cross that line against my football team, I hate them with a passion. Uh, I love it. I love it. And and the Lions are my old team, and so they're the last place I wanted him to end up because I don't want to like him for any reason whatsoever. Uh, I'll also say. Um, his brother just got delisted from West Coast Eagles, so um, don't know what what's gonna what's gonna go on with that. Um, yeah, I wonder if I, he'd st- Callum would still be with the Suns if uh, the if Suns we, if went out of their way to recruit him. Uh, was it yeah. like a couple of years ago now that he wanted to come to the Suns, but they yeah. were unsure about using a list spot? You know, it was it was, they, and he ended up going to West Coast, and they won a grand final and. And, and came pretty close to getting another one, and and, uh, and he barely got a. I don't even know if he got a game. All right, well, let's move on from the much. fixture. Oh well, one last thing. We've got Carlton at Metricon in round sixteen, and we expect it to be Jack White. Uh, sorry, not Jack White. Jack Martin. Sorry. So Jack Martin coming back. <laughs> well, we haven't. We haven't. We ha- there's, there's there's a couple of things there, and maybe. Maybe this is a good segue into the next bit. We haven't discussed the scenarios of what happens to Jack Martin, and I think I think there's probably three, and there's varying degrees of likelihood to each of the three. But basically, for those that are a little bit confused by what's going on, the Gold Coast Suns at no stage delisted Jack Martin, so he could not enter delisted free agency. Now, I mentioned that because when 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 a club delists a player because they couldn't get a trade for them, then that player has an option before any sort of draft, whether it's the national draft or the pre-season draft or, or the rookie draft or whatever, the, the club had that opportunity to either sign him to a new contract, delist him, 
or do nothing. Yesterday, Jack Martin delisted himself, which means he's got to go into the pre-season draft. He could have gone into the national draft, but that means that any of 18 teams could pick him. He's going into the pre-season draft, and he's put a million dollars for the first season on his head, and then and then only two million for the next four seasons after that. So it's roughly six hundred odd per year that he's asking for. So it's a front-loaded deal that he's demanding, which is just a if I can just use a little bit of profanity, it's just a really shitty thing for his for his player manager to do. And what that means is that when we get to the preseason draft, guess who's number one pick? Gold Coast Suns. Uh, the Gold Coast Suns going to pay him over a million dollars to come back when we've already offered him a significantly lower deal. Probably not. But we might because it'd be buying basically uh, whatever we can get for him in the trade in the future. Or maybe he turns around and becomes the best player of whatever. Second club in the draft, who in, in preseason draft, are Melbourne. And Melbourne could do anything. They've actually been trying to, to get in touch with Jack Martin, to sit down with him, see if they can change his mind or whatnot. And then third in the preseason draft are Carlton, who, who have been underspending on, the, on their salary cap because they can't attract any decent players to their club. And the only way they can get players is by doing these dastardly collusion deals where they, they get Jack Nunes. They don't try and get a trade from St Kilda for Jack Nunes. They just wait till free agency. Well, Gold Coast wouldn't even give them that. Okay? So, yeah, I know we're talking 99% likelihood that Jack Martin goes to Carlton. But until he goes, it's open. And Tony Cochran's the kind of guy who might just say, Jack Martin... Welcome back to the Suns. Here's your million bucks. Now let's go to court. Interesting. Yeah. That's that's my take. I mean that Carlton never dealt they never dealt properly. They didn't they they, they didn't get the Papley deal done. So what? Papley's already already got a contract. Danaher deal to end down. So what? Danaher's already got a contract. That it was in their interest to do a deal with the Suns that both parties were happy with and they refused. That isn't dealing, that isn't fair dealings. Carlton are already going to get rid of Stephen Silvani because they know that he really stuffed up the draft. And them getting Jack Martin for free, we're just back to Tom Lynch again, aren't we? We did get compensation for that. We don't get it this time. Yeah, I hear you. No. I understand that. I think I mean, it's a very tricky situation. Uh, as a fan, I am. I want to see them draft Jack Martin again to you know give everyone else the finger, but mm. there's got to be a point where we've just got to move on. Jack Martin's clearly creating a, a negative vibe around the club if he was to stick around. Uh, we saw his his performance this year. It wasn't up to standard. And we all knew that he'd asked for a trade at the end of last year. So, yeah, it's it's not going to help us, him being on our list. It's probably going to be better for, for us as a football club if he's gone. And the, the, the players have said, the leadership group have said that they'd welcome him back. But that was two weeks ago. I think the AFL is probably 
some part to blame here. They should have had some sort of mediation come in uh, to help Carlton broker that deal because it doesn't look good as a competi- for the competition. I'll tell you something, and this is what the Melbourne media have been saying. They've been saying that the Suns did not accept less than a first rounder because the Suns were given this assistance package. But I'd throw it back in Carlton's face and say they didn't deal fair because last year, remember, the Suns got access to three pre-listed players and Carlton got access to two. Carlton went back to the, the AFL and asked for more assistance this year as well. So did St Kilda. And they got knocked back. And so this is their way of saying, well, if you don't give us something, we're going to take it. And that's collusion. They've gone to the Jack Martin's player manager, who's a two-bit moron from Western Australia, who doesn't have any other AFL players. I don't know how he got his accreditation. He, he has, like, movie stars and, and entertainment business and stuff on his books. And... He's gone for his big payday with Jack Martin's million bucks and and Carlton have said, we'll pay it. That's collusion. You can't deal like that. The AFL have got it there for desperate situations where clubs are so far apart and we weren't far apart at all. Well, we're not far apart at all. Well, what's happened now is Jack Martin's delisted himself and it's now up to the club to decide whether they think... um Selecting Jack Martin on a potential $1 million year, first year contract uh, is going to benefit our football club. Now, I think the lawyers will be looking at that contract and, and uh, you know, does it include him playing X amount of senior games uh, and, and all the rest of it? They're, 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 he, there's no way he could have a cast iron deal to get a million bucks no matter what. Yeah, and I'll tell you, and I also want to go on record as saying this. I saw firsthand the way that Bulldogs fans treated Tom Boyd after he'd been one of the best players in their winning grand final, costing them a million dollars a year. The way they treated him when his form dropped and his depression kicked in—that's going to happen to Jack Martin. Like, there's no way that things oh, no can doubt. get better for Jack. Football's a savage game in Melbourne. Um, even at, even Adelaide and WA. fans boo their own players. Yeah. Well, all right, let's uh, focus on not who's leaving the club, but who's coming in. Uh, the Suns re-signed... Well, sorry, not re-signed. The Suns had pre-signing availability to grab Malcolm Roses Jr. from the Northern Territory as part of the zones that we received as concessions this year. Now, Malcolm Roses Jr. looks like a, a speedy half, mid-half forward, sort of a, a goal sneak. Uh, quite a bit of skill in some of his highlights video. Reminds me of a little bit of Harley Bunnell. Maybe not as flashy, but he's certainly got a bag of tricks. And if he can stay on the park and hone his craft, he could be really handy for us. Yeah, uh, he was brilliant during the Allies. I mean, you got to remember the Allies came came into the, the championships kind of as a bit of an unknown quantity. Um, didn't do so well in the first game, and then they they really pulled themselves together. A couple of weeks later, they were a different team, and the the the, the guys who were leading that team were Connor Bedarek and and Mally Roses. Um, I saw him. I saw him go on a, a beautiful run down the left wing and into the forward 50, and he kind of just got 
he was going so fast and the goals were coming up so quickly that he just sort of got kind of a little bit too far ahead of himself and he figured that he'd better keep bouncing but he would better figure out what he was going to do by the time he got to the goal and he messed it all up. In, in, it was disgraceful, actually. Um, but but it just showed, you know, like no one else would have been capable of getting to where he got to when he needed to make the decision to pull around onto his onto his right and, 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 and try and snap it. And you know that he's going to learn from these things and I think the Neefel's a perfect competition for him to do that in. Um, he's not going to play for senior footy for a while. Uh, I hope he plays next year. I hope he, I hope a lot of our, our new recruits play a lot of senior footy next year. But that means lack of form, losing and injury. So if all things go well... Mally Roses will be maybe a 2021 prospect um, and he can only get better. And uh, to go with that, we had Academy uh, prospect Connor Butterick, who's been at the club for a few years now and we we discussed on length about him earlier this year. So it's good to see him get signed and also Matt Conroy, a young developing ruckman who's actually spent his overage year for the Suns. Um, tell us a bit about them, Tom. Yeah, well, well, Matty Conroy. Um, if we didn't pick him up this time around, then he, he's uh, sort of lost to the system. And he looks, he looks to me, he's, he's uh, over two hundred centimeters. Um, he's, he's got, he's got a good bulk on him. Um, he can kick them. He knows where the goals are, and when when they get it to him, he can kick them. So you'd imagine at AFL level. Um, you know, he's either going to have to go down the Brody Grundy path. He's no Brody Grundy, by the way, but he's, he goes down that path and and can compete with any ruckman and 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 halve it and and be aggressive at the drop of the ball, which he is. Or he can go down the ruck forward path and try and try and sort of be better hit the scoreboard. Um, good replacement for for Gerber for the for the interim. Um, to be able to build from within is, is, is really promising. Gee, the, the academy can really uh, produce Ruckman. That's that's one thing that the Suns Academy has, has shown with Braden Proust. What do you take um, on and, that Goober thing? Um, you know, it's really sad to see Crossley uh, be, leave the club under these mm. circumstances, but it's almost coming across that the club knows there's more to the story that we haven't been told. For them to cut ties with him, I thought maybe they'd put him on the rookie list. Um, but no, they, they've opted yeah, it's not interesting. to. Interesting you've thought of that, that because what I thought that, but in slightly different, I thought perhaps um, it's a bit too close to the to Carmichael Hunt crew. Um, and that the the community reject a, a lot of people in the community tossed in their memberships after the they found out that these these young blokes were, were all jumping on the cocaine. This isn't that. So what's got to be remembered here is that what's come up in in, in uh, Gerber's system in, in his in his urine sample and in his B sample as well is a metabolite. And that could be uh, something that comes up after somebody's used cocaine, but it doesn't mean that they've just used it. It means that it's been in the system before that. It's actually, Asada or WADA are actually taking it off the list. 
as a thing because it doesn't actually taking cocaine doesn't actually uh, or having the metabolites in your system doesn't so, actually improve your performance. So do you think but the, the club is supporting is him that, even though he's now off the list? Like uh, well, providing well, a well, social network for him to try and get back on his feet and say, look, if you you get right, you do well. At, let's say you go and play at NEFL level for Southport or something. Oh, uh, we'll, we'll pick you up again. Do you think there's those talks happening beyond the scenes and they're still trying to help him out and just you know, clear him off their books while they, they still try and uh, build the club up? Well, Carlton, so Collingwood make $80 million a year, right? So they can afford to pay some rookies and keep them on the list. They can afford to play players who are not going to play for two years. The Suns can't afford that. So even though we've got all these extra spots, I hoped that one of them would go there. And the, the club might turn around and, 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 and after the draft say, well, we've got this extra spot and we're going to give it to, to Goober. Or they might, you know, it might be the last pick in the in the in the rookie draft. They might be like they might call out Braden's name, which I don't know if that's technically possible, but you know what I'm talking about, right? So, um, I would have thought that the club would put him on some sort of salary. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, maybe even employ him as a an admin staff member while he focuses or, on his. Uh, I'll give you. His I'll give you another Southport or something. I'll give you. I'll, Sorry, yep. Um, you were cutting out a little bit there. I didn't realise you were talking. Um, I'll give you a rugby league example. Um, this guy, Matt Lodge, he he was, um, which uh, some listeners will know the, the story, he was caught on tape in the US. Just He was off his head on drugs. He beat the hell out of his family that he'd broken into their apartment. Just a horrible, horrible thing to, for a young man to do. And be found guilty of, and in the in the in, in the states, victims like that end up getting awarded hundreds of thousands of dollars in damages. Well, he came back to Australia. Brisbane Broncos picked him up and said, "We'll try and get permission for you to play, even though you're a convicted criminal, and then maybe you can start paying off your bills." Well, he's been going around Brisbane talking to young men at risk and saying. If you take drugs, you drink alcohol, you're going to ruin your life. And whether you're going to be a professional footballer or whatever, if you do something like I did, then your life is going to be ruined. And he's got a young partner and a baby and, and all that kind of thing. And a lot of people think he's a mongrel, but he's he's reformed. And that's what Goober's got to do, even if, even if, and I think this needs to be said, the false, it could have been a false positive. So there could have been supplements that Goober was taking that were perfectly legal to take, but they've created a false positive and it's come up as a cocaine metabolite. And it's pretty well documented that this can happen, but Asada is not interested. They're, they're about guilty and you prove that you're positive and that's what he's trying to do. You, right. you prove that you're innocent. All right, Tom. That's well, what he's trying to do. Let's leave it there. That's... Uh we could go on for quite a while about that. It's a very contentious topic as well. Um, we've only got a couple minutes left for the show, so let's wind down. Is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, no, only that uh, we've got, a, I guess, a couple of things to announce about our next show and the one after that. Yep. So I'm not sure what you're talking about, but I do know um, for so our we, next show... Let me Let me just discuss... Uh, our next show, ladies and gentlemen, uh, we are going to do a live reaction show 
to the NAB AFL Draft. I believe that is taking place on Wednesday, the 27th of November, 7pm Victorian time. So, Suns fans living in Queensland or other parts of the world, you guys will have to adjust that. Uh, For us, it'll be 6pm. And we're just going to react to the picks as they're being taken, talk about uh, the Suns, how things impact the Suns, and probably just have a bit of general banter. So we could be on the air from anywhere from 45 minutes to two hours, depending on how long this draft goes, and uh, basically when we get bored of it. So uh, what's the second show you're talking about, Tom? I, I thought we were going to come on and, and do a pre-draft, um, what we what we were thinking uh, would happen, and then do a live show. No, uh, I, th- I think I we'll do a live show that. and then we'll come back and do a post-draft because there's that second day of trading uh, yeah. and the Suns have the first pick of that second round. So there could be some stuff that goes down there. So we'll come yeah. back probably probably the start of December and have a have a chat about what's been going on in the Suns training uh, just before they break up for the, the Christmas and New Year's. Yeah, awesome. All right. Well, thanks for joining me, Tom. Thanks for tuning into the show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, really appreciate your support, as I said earlier in the show. I know it's been a rough, uh, rough episode, this one, but still sort of in <laughs> holiday mode, aren't we? So We are, and, and sometimes when we've got nothing to talk about, we've got plenty to talk about. Uh, I want to quickly shout out to Wayne, who's on the Spreaker chat. Uh, Wayne's saying we, we should get... Um, Daryl White's son back from the NBA. He'll be a good recruit. <laughs> uh, Daryl White's got seven kids, by the way. So uh, if they don't end up at the Lions, they might end up at the Suns and we might be, uh, we might have a pipeline. Rumkey is hiring CDL drivers age 19 and up, and drivers are paid based on experience. Rumkey CDL drivers earn $1,000 to $1,300 per week and more than $10,000 in bonuses possible in their first year. Rumkey drivers are home daily, work in a recession-resistant industry, receive great benefits and performance incentives. Start a lucrative career and apply now at rumkeycareers.com. Equal opportunity employer restrictions apply. How did we become Central Ohio's most trusted team of orthopedic experts? We focus on what matters most, our patients. At Orthopedic One, we know we're only at our best when we're helping you get better. And every day, your commitment to overcoming pain and injury inspires and moves us. That's why we bring our best every day to earn your trust. Find a physician near you at orthopedicone.com.